Tonight, we're going to talk about something that is dear to my heart because it's dear to God's heart. And we're going to go into it and we're going to pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are God and you are Lord over this service. I pray over each and every one that came into this building tonight, that their ears will be open and their hearts will be open to receive what you're saying to them. And they will not see me, they will not see a woman, but they will hear and see you, God. For I am your witness, and may I be a witness to this people tonight. And Lord, may they understand what the will of God is tonight, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you stir up their hearts, that you stir them up, and they get on fire for you God and they burn and they said ablaze the city they said ablaze their family they said ablaze the nation because they knew who they are they know who they are in you God and I pray the words that I speak Lord that it will go forth in power and demonstration so that they will know tonight that they heard from you God in Jesus name I pray amen, amen. I want to start off my sermon is it's turnaround time turn around Woo, glory. Um, somebody asked me tonight was I'm teaching. I said, oh, no, I don't teach. I preach. That's two different things. I don't try to teach you. I'm not your pastor. So I don't try to get you up and do that. I'm, I'm a preacher. And, you know, Jesus went around teaching, preaching, and healing. So he did all three. So tonight I want to talk about it's turnaround time. And some of you may think, well, God's going to turn it around. But I have good news for you tonight. God already turned it around. It's up to us now to turn some things around. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Everything that you need has been available Everything that you want God to do is available, but we're going to have to turn something around in us. We're going to have to turn around that tongue, turn around that mind, turn around a lot of things we're doing so it can be manifested in this time. So that's the basis I'm coming from. The first scripture I want to share is Luke 8, 18. And this is what I pray over you guys before I came in this, this afternoon. I, I want to declare over you, take heed, therefore, oh, she put the amplified, thank you. Be careful, therefore, how you listen. Tonight, be careful how you listen. For to him who is spiritual knowledge, more will be given. And from him who does not have the spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks he has and guesses and suppose that he has will be taken away. And that is my foundation scripture tonight. Be careful to listen. When Mary Fran came, she said, I think it was Isaiah 53, 55, 3, I believe, when God said, come close, pay attention. Listen to what I have to say, because in this time, you're going to need it. Some of you, I know you are mature believers. I've been in this church for over 14 years. You may think you know it, but listen tonight. Listen tonight. I honor myself as being foolish, because, that, because he'll take the foolish things to find the wise. I don't have a doctorate. I haven't been to college. I haven't been to Bible school, but I have my master's degree that I got on my knees. And if you have a master's degree that you get in your knees, he'll show you stuff that even the president don't know. Amen. And so I honor myself when he said the foolish things could find the wise. So if you listen tonight, you may think you know, but listen, take heed. Don't think you know and say, well, I'm not going to listen because what you know will be taken away from you. Yes. I got me some props. I know it just what I do. I used to teach children church for five years. So I always carry stuff with you. This is stuff I use in my house daily. And I'm going to teach you guys how to walk with this. You don't have to get what I have. But visually, Pastor um, Mayor Fran said, I see the invisible. Yes. And I see the invisible, so when I see it, I go get it. What, I, what can I, can relate to in the natural when I'm praying? 
So when I'm praying, I see things, and then I get it to why I'm praying to help me walk with it and demonstrate it so it can become real to me. So I'm going to share that with you. But tonight, I want everybody to declare, it's turnaround time. It's turnaround time. Turnaround time. It's turnaround time. I'd like to get you guys into it because you're not watching me. You're into it too. We are going to be a victorious church. No one in this church is going to be feeble. No one in this church is going to be a um, deal with addiction. No one in this church is going to be sick. No one in this church is going to be bound by the enemy. No one in this church is going to be tormented. No one. It's turnaround time. No one is going to be in a hospital because I got news for you. This is the hospital. When Pastor had um, did earlier prayed about little Isaac, it grieved my spirit when I hear about somebody sick because I know that's not what God wants. I know what God did, but we have to walk in it. So I'm going to try to make it simple as I can so you guys can get it tonight. And in 2018, God really has been telling me, look at things different, Shirley. Like Mary Fran said, listen, come up higher. He's calling us to come up higher so we can see things the way he see it. Not the way we see it. Because we are seated with him in where? Heavenly places. If I'm in heaven, I'm looking down. If I'm on earth, I'm looking this way. I can't see everything. But if I'm above everything, I can see everything. You doing, you doing, you doing, and the enemy doing. So it's so important that we come up higher and we sit in that place above so we can see everything. Because then I can pray accurately because I can see what you're doing behind closed doors. If I'm looking in your face, you can tell me anything. But then if I go to my heavenly throne position, I can see exactly what's going on. And that's the way that we need to come up higher. John told um, Jesus um, in Revelation, God told John to come up higher. And tonight... I want us to come up higher because you are, your perception would be different how you see things. And I want to share, I'm going to get into the word, but I just want to share one thing that God told me about seeing things. He said, you know, this one thing I just want to share about sickness before I get into the word because it's good. Somebody need to hear it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Um, God make it simple for me so I can make it simple to you. He was telling me one day, he said, if somebody... I'm funny, so you can laugh if you want to. I don't get offended. Um, he was saying, surely if somebody come up to you and they say, you are Caucasian, which you are, but you're not both me. And I said, he said, what will you say? I said, no. He said, why will you say no? I said, because I'm not. He said, how you know you're not Caucasian? I said, because my mama black, my daddy black, my grandma black, my granddaddy black, everybody know black. So I'm not Caucasian at all. Now, it could be some DNA where they might find some European. But as far as I know, I am black. So this is how the Lord talked to me. I said, yes, sir. I said, I am. He said, so if somebody come and you go to the doctor and they say, you sick, what will you say? I thought about that for a minute because I got two points of view. Yes, if, the, if somebody come, the doctors or report say you're sick. I got two reports of uh, view I see about that. One is that uh, the truth a fact, a fact and the truth is two different things. So it could be a fact that I may have a sickness, but the truth is God delivered me. Amen. But the other thing is that I don't have it. And I have talked to people in this church on two points. They'll say, well, I went and told somebody I'm sick, and they all that say, you're not sick, you're not sick. And they say, they look at them and say, but I am. 
And then I had talked to the people that said, you know, I'm sick, but that sickness don't have no right to stay in me. And both of those are accurate. It depends on where you're at and how you see it. But he said, I want you to come out higher. I want you to see it in a different way. If somebody come and tell you, the doctor, a CAT scan, a mammogram, any type of report, he said, I want you to look in the face and say, that's a lie. Just like you would if they would come tell you that you're, black, you're white. I said, is it that simple? He said, is it a lie? I said, yeah. He said, see as simple as you can because when you get that report, you'll know how to handle it. And he said, when, you, when they ask you why you say it's a lie, you're not denying it. You said, because like you said earlier, my mama black, my daddy black, tell them your father is the healer and how I already heal you. Take these simple things and apply it because it's going to come. I deal with sickness. You deal with sickness. Some of us already deal with sickness. But don't make it more difficult. Take the foolish things and confine the wise. It's just like somebody coming in your face telling you a blunt lie. And then he said, but if you believe it, what would happen? I said, if somebody come tell me I was Caucasian and I start believing it, I guess I would straighten out my hair a little bit, make my nose a little bit, make my lips a little bit small, and probably put some white paint on my face. Because I would believe the lie. He said that the same thing you do when you believe that you're sick. You start conforming to that sickness. He said, so whatever report you hear on anybody, yourself, your family, you look it right in the face and you say, that's a lie. That's a lie. You're not in denial. It's a lie. And why is a lie? Lie? Because Jesus already took care of that. We are not trying to get healed. We were healed. But uh, meditate on that revelation. Meditate on that revelation. That's how it become alive to you. This year is going to be many lies told. Don't take the lie. Look at it as something as simple that you know it's a lie and don't take it. And that's how you start off. Because this year it's going to be a lot of stuff you hear on TV, a lot of stuff you hear on the radio, a lot of stuff you go to the doctor, a lot of information, and you stand up and say, that's a lie. Because my God is truth. And he said already, you are healed. So you could do any two, those two ways I said, but in the meanwhile, while you're going, walking it through, don't never receive it as truth. I just want to share that with you. Praise God. Take that. Okay. I want to um, go to John, John 14, 30, 31. Now, this was Jesus when he was about to go to the cross. He was telling them, I will no longer talk much with you. For the rule of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But the world may know that I love the Father as the Father gave me commandments. So do I. Arise, and let's go from here. And that's the same thing God is saying today. The ruler of the world has come to deceive you, to tell you lies, to tell you it's not going to be this way. But you, he has nothing in you. And make sure he has nothing in you. Make sure the enemy has no part of you. Make sure the enemy has no part of you. I tell the enemy when he come and try to do something to to bring me lies or try to say something, I tell him straight up. I have no part of you. I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. You have no part of me. I have no part of you. And every day declare that. Make known to him he has no part of you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When he comes, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't entertain him. Cast down every thought or imagination. 
and listen to what God is saying to you. Listen to what the word is saying to you, what the pastor is saying by the word through you. Don't take no thought of that. You know, it's a song, I think, that we sing it, but we don't know it. And I just want to declare today, the enemy has been defeated. Death couldn't hold him down. We're going to raise our voice in victory. We're going to make our praises loud. I think sometimes we sing that song, but we don't realize what we're singing. The enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated. He don't have power unless you give him some. So every battle you go into, every fight of faith you go into, don't go with, I'm sick. No, the enemy has already been defeated. And we are going to start acting like it. There are some things... Pastor said a little bit earlier about, he was trying to say, I ain't going to say what he was trying to say, but what I perceive him to say, obedience. God tell you to do something, your answer is tied up in your obedience. If God tell you to go to church, your answer is tied up in that. Many people think they're going to pray for something, and the answer is just going to drop on their lap. 99% of the times, I haven't seen it that way. If you have, that's good. Most of the time, I say, God, I want to pray for more wisdom. He'll say, go to prayer meeting. God, I want to know what to do about this job. Pray in tongues. God, I want to know about this business. Well, go fellowship with Gene. Every prayer you have asked God is tied up in your obedience to do what he tells you to do. And the answer is already answered. Pastor Lisa said when you pray, she preach on it, the answer is right there. But are you going to obey to receive that answer? Some of us in this room, you've been walking in sickness. And you know why you're still walking in sickness? Because you haven't obeyed what God said do. He's he's already did it. The enemy's defeated. He already did it. But you're still in sickness because you haven't done what he said do. And you may say, well, God haven't told me. Pastor, get up here and preach every Sunday. Pray in tongues. Pastor, please get up here. Dance, shout, rejoice. I was praying, God said, if some people would just run around, they would know when they got finished, they'll be made whole. If some people would just shout. These things are spiritual. Clapping your hands. That's spiritual. Some of you need to get free tonight. Some of you are dealing with some deep stuff that only you and God know, and you don't know how to get free. The simple things can find the wise. Some of you, the enemy trying to just bear you down with stuff. The everyday this, that, your daughter, your son, finances, homes, sickness. You just need to do like this and get it off of you. You notice when people shout, I'm going to tell you this. It's too, I watch when people shout, and I never let nobody dance alone. If you're in my prayer group, I have a model. Nobody will dance alone. If you dance, I don't care if nobody get up. I'm going to dance with you. When you see somebody like this and you think, oh, they crazy. They just jumping up. The enemy just try to put everything on them that day. And then they say, get off of me, devil. Get off of me. And you sitting over there looking like, what's wrong with her? She's getting free. What's wrong with you? And some of you guys who dealing with stuff, you dealing with stuff. Late at night on the telephone. The answer has already come. 
Let go and let God. I want to talk about shouting for a minute. I want to show y'all that it's biblical. I go in my house and I take my staff. You know, I, take, I got a staff because in the Bible days, Moses led the people out of Egypt. And Moses was going to the sea and he said, God, what to do? And God said, what's in your hand? I walk around, pray. I don't know what to do. God said, what's in your hand? This represents authority that he has given me. This represents the power the enemy has given me. I got scriptures written all over it. And I rule and reign with him. I walk around my house just like Moses did to Pharaoh. And I said, devil, you let God's people go. Addition, you let God's people go. Fear, you let God's people go. That may be radical, but it works. It's time for us to stop, lose some of this pride. You come to church every week, you're bound and you're dead and you still sit up here like this. I got news for everybody in this room. If you don't know me, you see me at this. I'm not bound. I'm free because I choose to be free. I choose to not let your religion bound me up. You can say I'm too loud, but what you think too loud is not going to shut me up. I'm not going to let your religion bound me up because you bound up. I'm not going to get bound up with you. The answer is, and I've always been in, your praise and worship. Some of you guys need to get some stuff that you can see because some of us, praying is, praying is fun in my house. I got to tell this story. I go in the room sometimes. I go in the living room. And if you guys have a hearing aid, you can just shut it off right now. <laughs> I go in my house, and I feel the atmosphere is not right. And I feel that things not going right. The enemy trying to get in. I just go in my middle of the floor. And I just let out this big shout. My husband come running out of the room. Huh, I'm glad he didn't have his gun. What's going on? I said, don't worry. He's gone now. Now, we're going to go into some details because if this year, if some of you guys who never shouted would just shout, a lot of stuff will break off of you. Amen. Glory. 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 Now. We're going to go to Joshua 6. This what you know, Jericho. <laughs> That's my favorite story in the Bible, Jericho. How I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. I get up and fight, but I'm also a worshiper. I know when time to change up. I know when to put in my military uniform, and I know when to get on my knees and weeping from the Lord. Two different things. I know when to do and how to do and where to do it by the Holy Ghost. And... God was telling Joshua what they're going to do in Jericho. And the seventh time it happened, he told them to walk around the city seven times. I think most of you guys know this story. To walk around the city seven times and the last day to get the people in the shout. And the seventh time, and the seventh time it happened, when the priest blew the trumpet, then Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. When you shout, it's biblical, I'm going to get some more scripture. It lets the enemy know he's been defeated. Yes. When they shouted, 
The enemy knew he was defeated. The Lord said, I have given you the city. I always say, it wasn't prayer that made a wall fall. I love to pray. I'd be like Paul. I probably pray more in tongues than any of you. I love to dance, but it was a shout. It was a shout of the people in the spirit declaring that we are victorious. And the people got confused. And every wall they had came crashing down. Every wall that's around you, every wall that keep pushing up on you will come coming down. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. That's simple. A simple thing. When you get these thoughts, George Maya said, the battlefield of mind. And I was just thinking about this today. You know, you see people who have mental illness, and they just screaming, and they're trying to get these voices out their head. They ain't all the way off, but they ain't screaming with the shout of the Lord, the victory shout. They figure if I make enough noise, these voices will leave. But you know that you shout the victory shout, that them voices must go. Always look in the natural is something that is in the spirit. I learned that a long time ago. The, the natural is a reflection of the spirit, and sometimes the enemy twists it, but it's still true in the spirit. So when these thoughts come to your head, those who are dealing with different situations, some of them are so private, you don't even want to speak about it in public. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. What you're saying to the enemy, I am victorious. It doesn't matter what's going on right now. It doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I feel. I know the truth, and I am victorious. You get that statement in the mail, you get that note in the mail, you get that report from the doctor, look at it and just do a victory shout. Simple. I want to share another scripture about shouting. It's Psalms 47. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout to God with a voice of triumph. And next I want to share 1 Colossians 4.16. I know it keep coming off. My ear too small. small. For the Lord, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout. The Lord is coming back with a shout. Isn't that amazing? Think about that one moment. You think you're shouting and you're looking like a fool, but the Lord is coming back with a shout. What that mean? The Lord is coming back because He's telling the enemy, "Your time is over. You're defeated." That's when Jesus is coming back. It's going to be a shout. Time's up, devil. It's over. Pack it up and run. The same thing you do with your shout. Time's up, devil. Pack it up and run. Jesus is coming back with a shout. It's going to be a shout of glory. And it's going to be a shout of warning. It's over. You're done. Thank you, Lord. And those who never shouted, and those who never danced, I do feel sad for you. Because when you do that, you get that pride off of you. You get that religious religious spirit off of you. You get so much liberty. Those who don't pray in the Holy Ghost. I never understood why people don't pray in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in English, you might sound stupid. (laughs) 
You pray in the Holy Ghost, nobody know what you're saying. You can't sound stupid. Tell me what I said so I can't sound stupid. In English, I'm praying, Lord bless this, Lord bless that. Oh, God, I don't know what to say. Oh, did I say that right? Did I not say that right? Oh, I sound so stupid. I know they're talking about me. Time I pray in tongues. I don't worry about nothing. That's why I pray in tongues. It's the easy way for me to give God a glory and not me tripping up on what my opinions or what I think about. So I never understood people who say I don't want to pray in tongues because to me, it's a win-win situation. I don't even have to think about what I'm going to say. You want me to pray for you? What she just said. I don't know. But I do have to pray in English. But I'm just saying, I never understand why people did not want to pray in English. To me, it's just like... It's the simplest thing to do, and it will set you free of what people think about you. And when you begin to pray in tongues, it's going to be, what am I sounding? What is she thinking about what I'm sounding? I remember when I started praying in tongues, I didn't want to pray in front of the pastor. Because I said, Lord, pastor going to say, that ain't tongues, and that's so stupid. And you think that, your mind do think that, especially if you're praying with somebody who a little bit more experienced in tongues, the first thing you'll thought is that they don't think, they don't think I don't sound right or something like that. And it is. But once you do it more and more and more, you get free. You get more freer. You get more freer. You get more freer. And then you don't care. You could be in the supermarket praying tongues. You could be in front of people praying tongues. You could pray with people with tongues on the street. The more you do anything, you get more freedom in it. So those who don't pray in tongues, if you do it more, you get more freedom. And the enemy, um, anytime God tells you to do something, this year I know God's going to put a lot of stuff on your heart to begin to do it. And once you say, I'm going to do it, the enemy going to come at you every single angle. Yeah. He, God going to open a door. Some of you have been praying. I know you have. And God going to open a door for you. But before it's going to be instructions to what to do, you're going to have an open door. He's going to open the door, and you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to the door you open. I'm going to go to prayer on Monday nights. And in time you get ready to go to prayer on Monday nights, I'm so tired. The enemy going to come. I'm so tired. You don't need to go. Why you need to pray up there? And that woman always talking anyway, and she don't even make sense. I ain't got no time for that. And they get out too late, and I don't want to go to prayer. He's going to tell you to come to church every Sunday. Time you get ready to say, this year I'm going to come to church every Sunday. Man, I don't want to come today. You know what pastor said last week? I don't even think that's right. I don't even believe in that. Man, look at these kids. I ain't got time to get ready. Every time God opened the door for you, what you've been praying, just the door, what you've been praying for, the enemy going to be right there before you get to that entrance, telling you what you can't and what you cannot do. Pastor said, pray in tongues. I don't think you need to pray in tongues. Why do you need to pray in tongues? Why are you always talking about praying in tongues? I don't even think that's God. I can't pray in tongues. I tried it. And what you got to do is press through. Just press through. Just press through. And once you go through that door, you will find your freedom. And you're going to have to go through that door more than one time. But be consistent. And you will be set free of those bondages that pull you down. I'm one that sometimes I will go and I say, well, what did God tell you to do? When you start telling me, I'm tired. I don't feel good, this and that. I come at, what did God tell you to do? God don't have bipolar. He ain't up. He ain't down. If he told you to come to this church 2015, then you still should be here today. I don't care what happened in the midst of 2015 today. I don't care what somebody said to you. I don't care what pastor preached. I don't care what I did to you. If God told you to be here, then you still should be here today. 
God don't tell you to do something one year and then next year say, well, not do it. And we as believers, if we want our life to change, if we want 2018 that we can be the victorious church, we're going to have to start being steadfast and being faithful like our God. Our God is a faithful God. Why can't his people be a faithful people? I am my father's daughter. If he's faithful, I need to be faithful. He told, sometimes, I mean, Pastor Honest, Miss Debbie, Miss Jeannie, everybody, Miss Jean, who've been here a long time, we wanted to stop coming. But God didn't tell me yet. And when he tell me, you would see my little black buck move out. I'm serious. But I'm not going to go because Pastor made me mad, which he does sometimes. You know, like the kids say, keep it real, real. And if pastor don't make you mad, I probably made somebody make you mad. But this year, be faithful. Faithful and consistent. If God told you to come to prayer, if God told you to come to church, if God told you to pray in tongues, if God told you to get into a group, if you do that, this year you will go through that open door and you will see your life change. If you don't, you will be insane. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and looking for different results. Christians today seem insane. They do the same thing over and over and think it's going to turn out different. You're going to have to make some changes. You're going to have to do things you never did before. You're going to have to listen to God and follow the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And it's going to be sometimes you don't even understand it. But if you keep on pressing through and walk through that open door, you will see what God promised you in 2018. If you don't, you're going to be in the same place next year at this time. And I ain't preaching to you. Say, Pastor, get somebody else. I can't. I'm joking. It's true. And, And God, even about going out, reaching the city, I have a heart for the city. I don't have the funds, not yet, but I do have a heart reaching the city. And I used to think this about the city, and this was this what I was taught. And I don't know was it necessarily wrong. I was taught that God has a family, and the and the devil had his children. And then one day I was in my house, and I was just talking to God about that, and He corrected me so strong. I want you guys to get a vision of people, and how much God loves people. He says, "Surely, do not say any more that the enemy has a family." He said, "Because I created family." He said the enemy is trying to imitate a family. He said the, the enemy cannot multiply. The enemy cannot bear fruit. He said, so don't you never again out your mouth say that that is Satan's children. I said, but God, they serving. He said, if you see them as the enemy children, you won't go out there and reach them for me. He said, but if you see, this is where he changing the way I see things. He said, if you see them as my children and the enemy stole them and kidnapped them and fooled them and deceived them, you put all your energy, all the thing you got to go out and reach them. He said, you got two daughters. I said, yes, sir. He said, if they start falling away from the Lord, will you not claim them as being yours? I said, I will never. I would tell the devil every day, you can't have my daughters. I would declare the word of God with them every day. I said, no, you're not taking them down. He said, why you don't do the same for my children? He said, don't never again. Said that the enemy, those are enemy kids. 
He said, those are my love. And if you think that way, you wouldn't give everything you got to go out and reach them. Every time you see somebody that's not saved and born again, think about that. Somebody the devil done try to steal away from me. And I want them back. Just like you will want Diamond and Diana back. And you will go to no means to get them back. I want you the same, the same vibrant, the same passion, the same compassion that you have for your kids. I want you to have for my kids. I'm like, ooh, that hit me. I never seen that way. He said, I'm changing the way you think. Because some of you, it's not necessarily wrong, but it's a little bit off. And that just made me a, a, a vibe in me to just, oh, my God. I need to go reach more people. Because these are your babies. He said, every good gift came for me. He said, when I made men in Genesis, what did I say? I said, they was good. He said, don't every good gift come from me? He told me this about the enemy. He said, the devil cannot multiply. We are all God's children. Don't give the enemy credit for nothing. He can't multiply. He can't make children. All children belong to me, and the devil don't have a family. Family belongs to me. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and don't give him anything. And then that's when I explained to you, he told me, just as an enemy, if he tried to take your children, you would never say they belong to this devil. So why would you say my children belong to him? If you see them as his kids, you won't go out and bring them back to me. It's turnaround time, said the Lord. The enemy don't inhabit time. I do. The enemy don't create. I do. That he only, the enemy only deceives and he deceives and he imitates. During this time, the way we walk, the way we talk, the what we say must change. I have this thing. I, I, I listen to people. I listen to pastors. I listen to, but I put nobody. Keith Moore, Kenneth Copeland, um, Joyce Myers, Kenneth Hagen, name them all. I put none of them before the word of God. Some of us, this man said this. So it's Bible. Oh, you're doing that? Well, I read in Kenny Hagen's book, you can't do that. Show me in the word where you can't do that. Well, this pastor said, praying in the Holy Ghost loud, that's dang, dang, got no bell. Show me that in the word. Some of us need to get loose from these people that we place as God. They're holding you back from walking in deeper death. Every man got a gift, but nobody knows all. Nobody. I don't. Pastor, stand up here and tell you he don't know it all. Get unattached from men and get back attached to God. Then it'll be easy to change. It'll be easy to change. I love, I love good preaching. I love good pastors. But they ain't my God. I spend more time talking to God than listening to anybody. And we at the body of church, sometimes we stop walking into things because we heard this man that we look up to as a spiritual father say this. Let me tell you, baby, he could be wrong. He could be very wrong. I'll humble myself and tell you I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Don't follow me. You better follow Jesus. And any preacher or pastor would tell you that. So it's sometimes we bring in that history from past. Oh, this church did like this. This pastor did like this. But let me tell you some good news. This is not that church and this is not that pastor. 
we have a different assignment. Every single church has a different assignment. And I'm going to tell you this about this church. And pastor seen it in a vision years ago. I don't know how many years. He saw this church coming in, getting filled up and going out. Coming in and getting filled up and going out. Coming in and getting filled up and going out. That's what he saw. So this, it may be another church that might be in a community that feed the hungry, that have a house where people come stay. And then you might think that this is what this church is going to do. Different assignments. I don't have the same assignment as Leah. I don't have the same assignment as Tim. You got to know each church you go to has a different assignment. So don't try to bring the last church into this church. Because then you're going to get frustrated. And you're going to leave. And you're going to be mad. And you're going to think it passed the fault. And it's not. A different assignment. I could tell you from pastor leading, this church is destined to be militant. Pastor raise up militant soldiers. Pastor raise up bold soldiers. Pastor raise up people that look you in the face and say, no, it's not going to happen this way. Not today, Satan. Pastor, that's the way pastor minister, and that's the same anointing on me. Pastor don't get you. I, I, I have a friend, and she came in for a while. You guys don't know her. Bless her heart. She was about to do something, and she said, well, I wanted pastor to come and say, Baby, we're going to pray over you, and we're going to put you, put you to the front and pray over you. I said, girl, I've been here 10 years. He never did that with me. <laughs> Pastor going to tell you, God said you can do it. You are kept to do it. Go do it in Jesus' name. Amen. That don't make him no worse than anybody else. That make he's different for the calling. Yes. If Pastor what my pastor, my husband stand up here and testify, he'll be dead. He would have been dead if Pastor wasn't my pastor. Not because I was going to kill him. Don't think that. Please don't think that, Lord. But because when he was dealing with sickness or something came on him, I stood in the face and I said, that's my body. You're not going to take him. Not on my watch. If I didn't have that training, he could testify. Will you be here today? You came to this church because it's people in your life that I may die if you don't have the knowledge of who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen. It could be your friends. It could be your children. But when you face that, when everybody else talking about, I don't know what to do. Where that Bible verse? It's just going to flow out. You can pastor trained you like a militant soldier. He trained you if you want to be trained. Because we are a church. That God has given us a city. Yes. Amen. And in order to take something, you must know who you are. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, a man friend quoted this scripture. Behold, I will do a new thing. And it shall spring forth. Sure you not know it. Sure you not know it. Sure you not know it. A lot of people, they won't know it. They are full of religion. I'm going to tell you, I, I talk about people full of religion. I, we all have a little bit religious in, religion in us that God tried to get off of us time by time. I remember um, last year when Donald Trump, when they was going through the primaries, and he was running for president. I love my Ben Carson. 
Y'all knew Ben Carson probably when he spoke at the president breakfast. I knew him back in the day because my daughter wanted to be a doctor. And she had wrote a paper when she was in sixth grade, my three heroes, Jesus, Mama, and Ben Carson. <laughs> because she related to him. He didn't have an easy life. He was poor. He struggled. And she took hold of what he did. And so we followed him for years. And then when he spoke at the president prayer, um, I think it was a prayer breakfast the president had, and he started kind of like saying some things, and they were like, wow. And when he ran for president, I was, president, I was like, yes. I done told my prayer girl I'm going to get my T-shirt made. Ben Carson, I was all for him. Because I feel he speaks softly, but he walks with a big stick. I like those men. They speak softly, but they walk with a big stick. And I said, he know the Lord. They can't find anything on that man history because he have honor God in his life. Then when he got, when he didn't win, and I even, I've been, I love both parties. I don't go by a Democrat or Republic. I go by the person who's running. I don't care if you're a Democrat, I'll vote for you if you line up what I believe. So I've been Democrat for years, but in order to vote for Ben Carson, you can't only, you can only vote who you signed up for in the primary. So I ran. Oh, I did not like put my name by the Republicans because to me, nobody in my family Republican, but I did. I put my name out for Ben Carson. And then when he got knocked out, I said, oh, Lord, who I'm going to look at? Who you want me to? I ain't nobody in the other party that I, I, you know, I feel. Who do you want me to look at? And then it was um, the Spanish one. What his name? Ted Cruz. He was my next one because he stands for Israel. I like a man and a woman who stand for Israel. So I said, Ted Cruz, he's the one. Then, oh, I went in my prayer closet. I said, Lord, I, like, I wanted Ben Cross and he's gone, so what about Ted Cruz? And I went down in my prayer closet. I said, Lord, I want to vote. When I put my name on the ballot, whatever I'm signing my name by is what I agree with. I'm very aware of that. So I'm very careful who I sign my name by. I went in my prayer room. I heard Donald Trump. <laughs> Lord, why? I can't stand that man. I can't stand the way he treated women in the past. I never even watched The Apprentice because I couldn't stand him. You're a friar. Shut up, Donald Trump. I couldn't stand him. I said, why him? And the Lord said, so you like the Pharisees now? Oh, no, but I'm not. I'm not like the Pharisees. He said, you are? I said, well, you say I am. I guess I am. Explain to me. You're going to judge a man by what you see. He said, who was Matthew? I said, he was a tax collector. Was he hated by all? Yes. Didn't I use him? Yes. So what makes you think I can't use this man? He said, this is the man that I chosen. You telling this black woman who people said Donald Trump is racist and you want me to start declaring on my Facebook that he's going to be the president and everybody going to look at me and think I done lost my mind because all the black people throw out to me that I'm around that he's racist. <laughs> and the Lord said, I chose this man. Now, this is something I'm not making up. I didn't want him. 
I said, but Lord, wouldn't Ben Carson be better? <laughs> I'm trying to tell God what he's going to do. He said, Ben Carson, he's my child. He's a good child. He don't have what it takes to take on what's in that. Amen. Most believers, even in this place, don't have what it takes. You're too weak. You ain't filled with the word. You ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't speak in tongues. Something coming. You ain't got what it takes. Not to say nothing negative to Ben Carson. But he said he didn't have what I needed to take care of this job. He said, I need to clean the house. And this is what I say, and this is what we all need to say. Jesus said, and going to get me, not my will, God, but your will be done. And he said, from this day, I want you to pray for that man. And I said, I will, by faith. And the more I pray, the more God show me, and the more I love him. And this is for everybody who listens to the CD and everybody in this house. If you really want to know what God thinks about Donald Trump, go on your prayer calls and ask him. Leave your opinions. Leave what the media say. Leave everything else out the door and go in that prayer calls and get on your knees. And he will tell you. One thing I know about God, he's a God who sees. You look at men, so many people even look at me. I remember, this is why I'm so grateful. I'm so great, great, grateful. And I try not to judge people, but sometimes that spirit rises up because I know where I came from and I know where I should be. But if it wasn't for the grace of God. So why not would I put that hand out to somebody else who God said he chosen? You would have told people that God chosen me to sit in front of y'all and minister. They would say, no, not her. Not her. And he really revealed that to me about Donald Trump. He said, who, who are you? Who are you to tell me? I see what they do when nobody's looking. I see their heart when you don't know it. And I pray that the division in this United States of believers will come to a stop when they seek God. And say, not my will, but your will be done. Whoever you chose, I will follow you, God. Not follow him, but I will follow you, God. This is for blacks, whites, Spanish, whoever. We are believers. It's time for us to come around what Jesus said. It tears my heart, especially when I see the division between the African-American community and, and the whites, because I know it's straight demonic. I want to share Genesis 16, 13. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. Now, this is um, Sarah um, and Abraham when she had told Abraham to sleep with Hag Hagar, her, her um, maid, and then they, she had Ismael. Now, this is so funny to me. I love this story. Because Sarah going to do something, then get mad when it's done. Ain't that like us? She told her husband to go sleep with a woman. I still don't know what was wrong with her. I don't know what was going on back then. She told her husband to go sleep with a woman. Then he slept with a woman, had a child, had a child then got mad. That's a word. I ain't going to take that on me. <laughs> but I, I just don't understand that. But she calls. She calls whatever was going on. Then she got mad and then they sent her away. <laughs> so she went in the way in the wilderness and she, she, she was thirsty and she went on a far journey. And then God spoke to her. And then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, 
I have I also here seen him who sees me. And that just, I want to tell you guys tonight, he's a God that sees every single thing. Every single thing you do, he's the God who sees. So what we may see are outer appearance. We need to say, God, you're the God that sees the truth. He saw her in her distress. You would think, okay, you know, she may be, you know, I don't know what she was doing because God told her to go back and submit to her, her, you know, Sarah. So she could have been in, she could have been, I don't know, she could have just been like, I, that's my baby daddy. And you can't tell me what to do. I got his baby now. You know, some people like that. Y'all don't know. Y'all better go to South Apollo or even go in my neighborhood. That's my baby daddy. You the one told him to sleep with me. Now I got a baby by him, so what? She could have been like that. I don't know how she could have been. Y'all know y'all know those people. Y'all know y'all know those people. Some of y'all. See? <laughs> she could have been like that. She could have had a wrong attitude. But still, God saw her. We could be in the wrong attitude. We could be in the wrong relationship. We could be in addictions. We could be in fornication. We could be in adultery. We can be whatever. But he's still the God who sees. Not to go knocking you on your head, but to see what's you, your potential, what's in your heart. He knows that you may be struggling with something, but every night, God help me, God help me. I don't want to be like this. God help me. He sees everything. And we only see what we look at on the other parents. So don't be quick to judge. No one. No one. No one. We are going to start having some people come in here that look totally different. That talk different, walk different, speak different. Some of them maybe just got off of a drug binge the night before. And I had, um, I had an instant where somebody came in here, I brought her in, and she didn't come back because people were staring at her because she looked it bad. I ain't going to try to make it good. She looked it bad. And she didn't come back because she felt like everybody, I don't know what's everybody looking at her. I wasn't looking at people to see who were looking at people. I don't pay. Most of the time on Sunday, I don't pay y'all no attention. I come to meet with the Lord. It could have been something that she perceived, but she thought everybody was looking at her. And I just, God sees you. It doesn't matter what nobody thinks, what they look. God sees you. God sees you every step of the way. And he looks at the heart. And in order to turn things around, we got to start seeing what God sees. Mary Fran said this, and I've been declaring it. I know Justin put it on his wall, Nicole put it on her wall. I see the invisible. I hear the inaudible. I think the incredible, so therefore I do the impossible. When you see somebody, I don't care how nasty, how rude they're being, say, God, let me see what you see. That's what he taught me. This was a lesson he taught me during the presidential election. And I was like, wow, God, you are amazing. <laughs> and then he always bring it back to me. I did the same thing with you. I did the same thing with you. Ponder on that for a minute. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Let me see how I want to end this up. I want this church this year. I don't want to hear 
a C prayer request that you're in the hospital because I want you to turn it around. God already did it. If you're in the hospital, I don't care, I pray. But I want you to know it's already done. I want you to know turn around the way you think. Turn around what you do. Stop being so doggone the pride. Stop being when Pastor Lisa said, shout to the Lord, run, dance. Stop being so proud that you got to sit there and look like, I don't want to do that. Because this is a guarantee and this is a word from God. If you do it, you will change. I broke my key. I almost forgot about it. When you pray, if you don't have a key, get one. Because it will remind you that you hold the keys. I pray I have this key in my hand. Something's not going right. The Lord remind me of the scripture. I got it on my, my staff. You hold the keys. Pastor don't hold the keys. Pastor Lisa don't hold the keys. I hold the keys to my destination. I hold the keys to my family. I hold the keys to my family. He have given us the keys wherever we allow. Get you some keys. Walk around your house and pray. Satan, I hold the keys to that finances. You can't take my money. I'm a tithe and gilder. So therefore, the wealth of the wicked come in my bank account today. I call the wealth of the wicked in my bank account today. My body feeling bad? No, you can't feel bad because I hold the keys. I hold the keys. I got the power. Y'all remember that song? Power. Ah, ah. You got the power. Heart disease, cancer can't take you out when the devil come. Everybody deal with symptoms in their body. I was dealing with something in my body. And then let me say, this is how he come. You're going to die. I said, let me tell you something. I already died and rose again. I already died with Christ Jesus. And t- don't let the enemy put them fears in you. Don't let them put them fears in you. You got the power. Oh, death, where's your sting? Death don't have no sting no more. I have eternal life. And that's the first thing you have a symptom. He'll say, you're going to die. Not that you might just need to take some aspirin. Though, I got a headache. You're going to die. <laughs> My stomach hurt. You're going to die. <laughs> that's how the enemy work. Then you go on the internet, Google it. Oh, my God, I got kind of da, da, da. You can't even say it's all not tongues. Because they said, if, my, if I feel like this and this happened, I got this. You don't agree with the devil. Turn off that internet. Turn off that Google and say, I got the power. Sickness and disease cannot, will not latch itself into this body because this is the temple of God. How can sickness stay in me when I'm full of the Holy Ghost? How can disease stay in me when I'm full of the Holy Ghost? It can't. And it can't stay in you neither. (laughs) Get you some keys. Remember who you are. Get you, remember, get something to put your hand at. Remember, you have authority. I have authority over my family. I have authority over my city. And I was just uh, about to close. I just want to share this one um, testimony with you guys. 
It's turnaround time. Say it. I see we have some young ones back there. I declare for y'all it's turnaround time too. The way y'all was going is going to be turnaround. We refuse, like Pastor said, we refuse to let our children go to hell, not on our watch. Diana, you need to say amen about that. That's my baby girl. She had one friend say, I would love to stay in your house. Diana said, no, you wouldn't. My mama get up at 8 o'clock and be yelling from the top of her lungs, and then it'll wake you up, and you won't get no sleep. I said, but you safe. <laughs> you ain't on no drugs. You ain't got no boyfriend. You still praying holy. You need to come out there and help me. I'm going to share this with you. God always speaks to me through life. Some people are looking for a word or something, but I look around in everything. God is in the details. Look around in everything you do. God is in the details. Everywhere I go, if I'm walking the street, I look for God. Even if I'm watching a movie, I look for God. And he's everywhere. Sometimes they don't even know they put God in there. But he's in there. You will see what you're looking for. If you're looking for the devil, you'll see him too. If you're looking for God, you'll see God. So I had went, I turned 40 this week for all you don't know. Yes. So I went to Gainesville to spend some time with my daughter. She's at UF. And that's why she covered in prayer. That's why she did the know. When I sent my daughter to college, I had prayed. I said, oh, Lord. Pastor, tell you about the way college is, and he's not lying. I did not want to send my baby out there. But I got the keys. I got the authority. She's fine. She graduated in May. So never be afraid to let your baby go. Because you have the keys and you have the authority. And let the devil know. So I went to go visit with her. And so she tell us, she said, oh, y'all want to go to the gym? I was like, yeah, and do some Zumba. I'm like, yeah, I could do some Zumba. You know, a little bit of dancing, a little bit getting fit. So she said, okay, we got a Zumba class. So me and Diana and Diamond, we go to the, we go to the gym because Diamond work at the gym. She get free membership. So we go and do some Zumba. We get in the class, and the woman was like, do push-up, do burpees. I look at I said, this ain't no Zumba. <laughs> she was like, get down, get up. And, not, and Diana could tell you she, I said, this ain't no Zumba, what we got into? So, but now I'm the fighter, so you ain't gonna leave, cause I'ma do it, because I came in and I'ma finish. So if we go through the workout, and I look back there at Diana, Diana about to die. The woman, the instructor, I look at Diana and say, are you okay? I said, and so she give us a little break, and I go, to, Diana the youngest one. I go back and I said, Diana, go get some water. She said, I'm about to vomit. I said, okay, Diamond, Diamond, tuck her to the bathroom. And Diamond took her to the bathroom, and I'm continuing to work it out. I'm continuing to go. So they come back in, and Diana, <laughs> bless her heart. And, and so she's trying to help because she said, I'm trying to follow mom. I said, baby, don't follow me. And, and so we get to the end of the class, and she said, we're going to get on the mat. And Diana take her mat, and she just cover her face. I said, Diana done fell asleep back there. <laughs> Diana cover her face, acting like she's working out. She ain't a bit more working out. And, and so we get over... <laughs> We get over, we get finished with the thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that felt good. And God said, you know how you get up every morning. And they were, my kids were so shocked at me. They said, Mama, you kept up with her. I said, because every morning you're sleeping, I'm up there working out. 
every morning you sleep and I'm doing them burpees. I'm doing them push-ups. You don't know because you sleep. Or you might hear me. And Diana said, but mom, I was trying to keep up with you. I said, baby, you can't keep up with me because I do this five days a week. But then that showed me she watching me. So after the end, we said, I get, by, I get about a 93, 4. Diamond get by the 80. Diana, she got by the 50. And she got a 50 because she endured to the end. And God said, take this as a life lesson. You're going to be going through life just as everybody. And you're going to think you're going to a Zumba class where you're going to do a little bit dancing. And you're going into a high-intensity workout. And it's going, you're going to think it's about to kill you. But every day, if you've been praying, every day if you've been reading, every day if you've been knowing your authority, declaring the word of God, you will get into that high-intensity workout. And all them people looking at you because they see now what you were doing in secret is in the public. And they see everything you were doing. Nobody watching. Nobody told you to do it, but you do it for your own benefit. Because one day you're going to be in a high-intensity training, and you're going to think you're going to be in some Zumba, and it's going to be a long way from Zumba. Don't be a Diana. <laughs> and then I told her the, the story. And she said, what, mama, you saying ain't going to make it? I said, baby, you going to make it, but you got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. We're going to make it, but we got to pick it up. We got to turn some things around. Amen. We got to be eager to go at it. And when nobody else looking, when nobody else cares, you get up and you do what you do. So, Lord, I do thank you. I thank you tonight, Lord, it's turnaround time. I declare this church is going to turn around. I declare the people in this church is going to turn around. We're no longer going to be the feeble, but we are going to be the strong. We're no longer going to be the, 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 the borrower. We're going to be the lender. We're no longer going to be sick. We're going to walk in divine health and wholeness. We're no longer going to be stuck by pride and religion. We are going to be free in this place. We are the victorious church. Every single one in this building, Lord, you have equipped them. You have enabled them to do what you call them to do. And I declare over everything that nothing will stop them. This is a call going out in spirit to arise and shine for the glory, Lord, is risen upon you. I declare this year. This will be a church where people look at and they will say, how do you do that? It's by the mighty hand of God because we serve the mighty God. I thank you tonight. Let the words I spoke burn in their heart. Let it burn like fire when they sleep it. Let them wake up in the morning and hear your voice to get up and arise and turn around things in their life because it doesn't have to be that way. I thank you, Lord, for everyone that's, that came tonight that you will bless them and that you will fill them and that they will be free, free to be who you called them to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say it's turnaround time. Amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to www.wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.